0: gentlemen it is time once again for the snob cast episode 20 fucking one it's the blackjack episode how ironic that we're talking about black films uh during black history month uh with me of course as always the goblin king herself chase him
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's me i'm alive
0: she survived a bout of terrible flu that almost killed her uh surprisingly she's it's still Consuming
1: alive. all of yeah, consuming all of Vegas right now. So yeah. watch out, Las Vegans.
0: Well, as you know, I'm no longer in Las Vegas. I moved here to the lovely Columbus, Ohio. This is our first podcast since the move. Um, looking really forward to this. And uh, again, it's February it was Black History Month. So we're talking about excellence in black cinema. I will be mm-hmm. handling some comedies and you will be handling the black horror uh, and I will be hitting black comedy. Not comedies that are black, but comedies that feature black and African-American people. That's black with a capital B, not a lowercase b. Thank you.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: And then I have, of course, a mystery topic uh, that you never know about, as usual. Uh, but always, let's start ex- with, always exciting. Isn't it always exciting?
1: Mm-hmm. Let's start
0: with your first Shay. What is it?
1: Alright, so... For my first pick, I think I'm gonna shoot. All right, I'm I'm gonna track backwards. I'm gonna go from my my most I think accessible movies to my least accessible movie. As she Um, usually does, as I usually do, I gotta like ease into it. I gotta I gotta start with some foreplay here. So she's touching
0: touching her balls.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm gently grabbing, Um, but yeah. So, what, what, what I'm going to start with is uh, uh, one of my favorite films of 2021, um, which was a, a bitch-ass year because of COVID. A lot of movies were, were pushed back and delayed, um, and unfortunately, one of the those movies was this movie, which was highly, highly, highly hyped up um, because it comes from one of my favorite Black-fronted uh, franchises, and it's... Candyman, 2021, directed by Neil Acosta or Da Costa, excuse me, Um and it is a wonderful horror movie. uh Within it, like just by itself, Will, have you seen this movie?
0: I have, of course, I have. I love the original Candyman, and I really, really like Neil uh Neil Acosta as a director. And the screenplay was written by Jordan Peele, so it's black excellence all over the fucking place.
2: Mm-hmm. Looking um, forward to that. Uh...
1: Yeah, I uh, I did write. I believe I wrote a review. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> I wrote the review on it, so everyone can just like kind of delve into well uh, my more detailed kind of elegantly put thoughts there. Um, in my the not only time boring? she's elegant too. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, bro! <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my, my brain scrambly thoughts right now brings me back to, uh, when I did see it for the first time, I was terrified, um, not because of just what was in the movie, but because I, and a lot of others, like, such as yourself, have such a love for Candyman as a franchise of what the, the villain stands for. He's probably the most notable, like, um, black villain that I can think of to recent memory, honestly. Uh, I can't really think of any others, and Candyman is just such a a powerful figure, and what he represents is just black African American rage. Um, Unless you count
0: um, uh, Denny Glover's character in The Color Purple as a villain, as a horror. Oh character. God,
1: Icky <laughs> Man, <laughs> Icky Man, that's a good pull. But no, unfortunately, Candyman's a little more, a lot more iconic. He's got his hooky hand and his bees. Um, so I was a little afraid uh, afraid to see that Candyman seemed to be deviating from the the original icon like the original Candyman. So that that within itself was very confusing and disorienting, but the film knows that and it just throws you into it and um, without spoiling anything the way that it just delves into the plot uh, and kind of it it doesn't really it doesn't really remix things. Like a lot of uh, follow-up movies, too. Um, but it, it really, I think, elaborated on the lore. And it really played out on the lore. And it felt so much heavier and bigger and impactful. The scope, you feel it really broadens uh, in Nia DaCosta's interpretation and, and addition to, to the franchise. And it's interesting because it, it's also just titled Candyman. Uh, There's nothing else added to the title. It's just Candyman 2021. And I think that's also really smart because when you look at what it is about as a whole, especially the time that it's coming out in, uh, 2021 was a big year for the Black Lives Matter movement and spreading awareness about how African-Americans, minorities uh, are treated in America. It definitely uh, speaks on that fear and horror and it really makes you feel... The the real terror in Candyman is not Candyman. It's, (laughs) as Uncle Ruckus would say, the white man. Uh, Correct. It is the the
0: fucking Chicago Police Department. (laughs)
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And it it really is horrifying. Um, And, you know, not only that, uh, not only on what it speaks on, but it's just overall a really uh, well-made, well-obviously-produced horror movie. It looks great. The acting and the cast, uh, the casting is amazing. They don't do any of the, the terrible tropes. Like there's, uh, there's this, okay, maybe tiny, tiny spoiler. Uh, skip ahead, like a, a minute or a second, if you don't want to hear it, but there's a gay black character uh, in the movie. And I'm like, Oh God, please don't let him be the first one to die. And uh yeah, spoiler—he never dies. So I'm like, yay! <laughs> like the one character that would be the first one to go in literally every other movie, like in history, like to go first. Like he—he survives. So I'm just like, that was amazing for me. It's so refreshing. And I love it. I was just like, yeah, no, I was totally refreshed by the the end of it, and I totally recommend it for everybody alive.
0: You mentioned a couple things that I'm gonna to touch on. First of all, the look of the movie. John Gulasarian is the cinematographer. He's from Chicago. Um uh, he just had a movie come out last week. Would you like to know who he what he was DP of? Uh Absolutely. Okay. Cocaine Bear. <laughs>
1: okay i did not expect that
0: yeah and he did three great romantic comedies as well about time like crazy and before we go he was the director of photography on all three and all three are beautiful looking movies particularly like crazy oh equals is also a rom-com and he did that one too about time is almost a perfect romantic comedy too so it's he's, he's,
2: he's
0: equals yeah with uh it's fine
1: Okay, moving on.
0: It kind of is. I mean, sort of. The one okay, Nicholas I still holds? haven't
1: seen it, but that's. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know why, but okay, so to give him even more credit, because of the cinematography of that movie, is why I've watched the trailer for that movie in particular just so many times. Just random, random. Well, that thing. trailer
0: also has that really dope. I was just one of the other things I was going to mention that really dope shadow puppet sequence.
1: Oh! Oh! Yeah! Yeah! Oh, for Candyman as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, note on that, uh, which was definitely an unexpected treat. A lot of so, a lot of the marketing for Candyman because you didn't get to see a lot of the movie because of COVID. I think uh, a lot of the de- development issues and and all that uh, they had to push it back. So we got a lot of um, this scene, le- like the shadow puppet scene. Um, you get even more of that. You get way more of that in the movie, and, and when it's you so creepy, you, and it's so creepy. But not only is it creepy, but it literally unfolds on the history and lore of Candyman even more. And it's like I I remember staying for the entire like credit sequence, just watching all of the shadow puppet scenes, being like absolutely shooken. <laughs> Absolutely horrified because it's it it's a really sad thing that that they're talking about like sad things, bad things, terrible things, but so beautifully done. And I love how they incorporated that. It's I love so that unique. too.
0: I do too. Mm-hmm. And I, we got to talk about yaya yeah Abdul Mateen the uh, second in the lead role. He's fucking <clears throat> phenomenal.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: You you just feel
1: for him. I ugh, what kind of role like just this this poor dude who's who's being led by something he he doesn't know what it is and then he just gets incorporated into it and he he you know he he's becoming the Candyman basically like you you don't necessarily know who is it's Candyman obviously but then you yeah i don't know it, it's just that kind of role where he's just spiraling and you feel for him because you see how he engages with the world around him and how much like value he has as a person to his uh his waifu to his friends and all that stuff and then you see how like all these things get him down oh my god and his involvement also in the lore and how they connected that
0: it was happen? so well done it was such a well it was made so movie. well
1: done it made like, me so I- happy
0: yeah, I really enjoyed the a lot of the sequences in this movie <laughs> as well. Particularly the art museum scene. That sequence is fucking phenomenal. Oh, oh it, it was so much fun.
1: <laughs> it is a fun... It's, it's like... It's got depressing things to it, but it's also, you know, just a fun, creepy horror movie.
0: No, it's it's a great, great first pick. <clears throat> I went... So I'm going to give you my first pick because we're going to go right into it and my first pick is also very accessible and really really easy to get into because it's available on Disney Plus right now and you may be Ooh. thinking to yourself what black comedy is available on Disney Plus right now well feel the rhythm feel the rhyme it's, it's bobsled time cool runnings baby <laughs> oh my God, Yes, this is a great fucking movie this is one of my favorite movies as a kid I love this movie oh so much God. Like you know, I, love I,
1: I I sh- I need to rewatch that movie because I I ha- I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. It's it's one of those movies that they would put on for you on the television just to watch for the entire period, and everyone's like giggling, laughing their heads off.
0: Because it's great, Dougie, Doug, Malik, <laughs> Yoba, Leon, uh, Raoul DeLuise Luis uh, all play Bob Sletters from Jamaica of all places, who are teamed up with a washed up old coach in John Candy. Uh, to try and make the Olympics for the first time ever <laughs> as a Jamaican Bobsled team now obviously given that Jamaica is in the Caribbean it lacks the one thing you need for Bobsledding and that would be well ice snow, ice and snow <laughs> uh and winter uh and so they try to you know figure out this ragtag group of Jamaican bobsledders try to figure out a way to get to the Olympics for the first time ever and it's actually based on truth uh, on a true story um of something that actually happened, I believe, uh, in the Olympic Games. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, if you've seen the movie, you know what's going on there. I don't want to ruin it or spoil it. I'm looking at the cover of the movie here and tell me why. Uh, <laughs> tell me why Malik Yoba's character looks like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <outfit>. like, <laughs> absolutely. Ludicrous. Oh,
1: good. Wait, that's a different fucking poster. Anyway, is how do you say the director's name?
0: It's John Turtle Turtletop? <laughs> yeah, he's done some pretty good stuff. He did the national. He was a producer on National Treasure. He did While You Were Sleeping, which is oh. one of the best rom coms of the nineteen nineties. And he was the showrunner for one of my favorite shows that got canceled too early, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh! Oh! Wow!
1: Oh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, good.
0: I love it. But you know That's me in musicals. Dead. He also directed the, the two <laughs> National Treasure movies. And I think that might be his name. <laughs> is National Treasure, John Turtletop.
1: Oh, my God. And uh, I mean, this probably isn't important to everybody. But this was the Sorcerer's Apprentice was actually like a part of my formative childhood. Even classified. though it's ass. Yes, it's ass. But I watched it and I'd still watch it again for um, Nicolas Cage. He also did Three Ninjas, hair.
0: which I love. I love Three, three Ninjas. ninjas.
1: What's
0: that? It's about a, three white kids who are ninjas. So, fun times.
1: Wow. <laughs> there are three
0: of these movies. I'm not kidding you. And the third one has Hulk Hogan in it. Oh, and I'm man. not kidding. When i say that. Is it?
1: Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll watch it.
0: <laughs> They're very funny. Me and my brother used to think that we were the three ninjas with our friends. And it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh uh, It's a really fucking dumb movie. Uh, but back to this movie. Which, by the way, High Noon at Mega Mountain stars Hulk Hogan as well. I wish I were kidding. And Jim Barney, because you know you need even more ninety six. Oh my kids.
1: god, yes. The legend.
0: Hey Vern. Uh, you gotta have it, and it's great. And this movie's fucking great. And you'll laugh your ass off every single my brother to this day still quotes this movie. And he is thirty three <laughs> years old.
1: Oh. It was a it, it was a lot of it was a part it was a huge part in a lot of kids' childhoods. Childhood. childhood it was a huge part in my yeah. childhood.
0: It was a huge part of my childhood. This and The Big Green were two of my favorite sports movies growing up that I just watched on repeat. Um, you know, the Cool Runnings because hilarious, and The Big okay. Green because I love soccer. But this movie is incredible. If you've never seen this thing, I don't know what you're doing. It's it's a Disney movie, but it, so you kind of know where where it's going to go. But but at the same time, <laughs> you don't care because you're just laughing your ass off at Dougie Doug being an idiot the whole time. I love him. There you go.
1: There it's you such go. a great bon. movie
0: and disney plus has it i don't know uh your first pick Candyman, is it streaming somewhere um, i
1: don't think it's on netflix included in sure.
0: amazon prime video so you can watch it on prime video now there you go what is your second pick miz so
1: Simone? uh also on accessibility my second pick which is something that a lot of people actually haven't heard of um so, this movie uh, is a, <laughs> is available on Netflix, um, so everyone can fucking watch it. Everyone has fucking Netflix still, uh, until Netflix says no more to sharing our Netflixes. Um, but I had the absolute pleasure and honor of uh, seeing this film when it was uh, screening at Sundance, when it first released.
2: Oh, and this is going to be good.
1: Movie, it's going to be great. Uh, I did review it, and the movie is uh, "His House," released uh, twenty twenty, uh, directed by Remy Weeks. Remy Weeks. Weeks. Oh, I goodness. hope I'm pronouncing their their name correctly. Uh, but it is an African directed film, and uh, this movie is a uh, it's a little <laughs> it's a little different because it's about the uh, the experience of these African immigrants who moved to the UK, I believe. And they're they're looking for like a good, solid standing uh in that whole economy and the culture and everything. And they're trying their best to to kind of uh integrate themselves uh into that and you know the the whole thing where they're just looking for a better life, quote unquote. But in that they carry with them um a lot of guilt of the people that they lost on the way of the kind of traumatic experience of having to pick up their lives. So it's uh, a mother, a father, and their two two chil- young, younger children. Um, the children are like around 10-ish years old. Uh, so they move into this house, but it's not even really a house. It's like a settlement. Um, and you see how kind of it, it really plays the juxtap- juxtaposition between the warmth Uh, of their culture, uh, the familiarity uh, of, you know, having their friends and family surrounding them um, and embracing their own culture uh, back at their original um, place of housing. And then when they move over to this new settlement, it's dingy, it's gray, it's kind of unwelcoming. um, It's falling apart. Literally, you can tell that so many other people before them have lived in it. And because of this, It's also super fucking haunted. And you, uh, in that, you know, there's another movie called Rorschach. It's a found footage movie that everyone else hates, but I also kind of like uh, just one of those where it's also about uh, a single mother and her young son who are stuck in a house that's haunted. This is a similar sort of thing. And you really feel for the family because you see them trying so fucking hard in this new country. Um, and it just feels like everything is going wrong for them. Um, you know, everyone sees them as outsiders or foreigners, immigrants, you know, and all that. They stick out like a sore thumb because their clothes are different because they have accents and because they're black, you know, and everyone else is transparent, vampire white. <laughs>
2: it's
0: England. <laughs> you know? So
1: it's, England it's Britain where is that I don't know but um (laughs) yeah no it's it's a really um tragic I hate to put it that way actually but it is kind of a tragic premise um but it's the reality of of a lot of people of a lot of immigrants um moving anywhere you know obviously it happens in America where people are trying to you know, strive for a better life, you know, they, they, you know, America's uh, what is, what do they call it? I don't know. Like a, (laughs) like a, it's a gilded doorknob or whatever. It's a, it's a nickel whore where like with a Gucci bag on her arm, basically, you know, it looks nice from the outside, but from, yeah, looks okay from the outside because of our consumerism, because of our things. But from the inside, you know, we're just rotten raging the with the uh, rotten to the core, raging with weird politics and consumerism and lots of STDs.
0: Bye, bye, so, bye.
1: Bye, bye, bye. So, yeah, you, you really see <laughs> you really see this family struggle through all of this. Um, and that's that's really tragic. You have this really, really sad, um, like, story. And then on top of it, you have all these terrifying fucking ghosts. And I'm not one to typically get shaken or scared or, like, jump to, like, jump scares or whatever. But when I tell you, when the jump scares come in this movie, like, I I'm I literally, like, I have to force myself to keep watching. And even though, you know, you know what the ghosts kind of look like, you know where they're coming from, it's still fucking terrifying. Because... They're everywhere. they're in the fucking holes in the walls, and that just disturbed me so fucking much. Like not only is this family like trapped in this house, I think they I think more stuff happens to them too on top of being haunted. They're just like in this really dark they're they're in this space with this really dark, unhappy energy, and they're trying doing their best to make the best of it um. And that's the whole plot of the film. It's it's really freaking fascinating. The characters are great. The acting is incredible. There's some really amazing um, visual effects, um, you know, makeup design and all that to make the ghosts look like legitimately like haunting. Like, I don't know. I don't know if anyone has actually seen a ghost, but I would say like if I ever saw a ghost, that's what like a really scary ghost would look like to me. Um, almost kind of in a juan kind of sense. Uh, but yeah, no. I I would highly highly recommend this film to everyone, like to to horror film lovers because it is really scary. It was really scary to me. You know, it's conventionally frightening, but it's uh its plot is also what really hooked me. But I was just i honestly, I think it's really <laughs> on top of that. What else is depressing to me is when it got released it was a really fucking soft release and I don't think it really gets the credit that it that it's due I, I don't really hear anyone like you know say on TikTok like running around like trying to give it its flowers I don't I don't hear anybody talking about this film at all um, I, and I think
0: really... it might have to do with the release on it like you were saying because it came out softly yeah. on Netflix like no one even noticed it
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it hasn't lost there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I get surprised by all the movies that I don't know. I don't know, but usually those movies like are I I find them to be mediocre, you know. I try to find deep cuts on there. But Netflix is Netflix, you know. They I don't know why they choose the movies they choose. You Cost. know, honestly <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you do you remember that that pedo movie Cuties?
0: Oh, fuck that movie,
1: dude.
0: I <laughs> if never it saw hadn't it.
1: gotten if it... Neither did I. Uh, if it hadn't gotten the uh, the rap that it did, and if it didn't go viral, I bet you Netflix would have uh, fucking, like, bought it out and posted it and all that. And then it oh, would have... Uh, ouch! Ouch! My cat's biting me because I slapped his butt. Um, but yeah, no, I... Yeah. If anyone... Anyone can just take my advice. Just please, please watch this fucking movie. No one no one talks about it no one talks about it and i feel kind of alone in this because i feel like it's just such a well done beautiful horror movie honestly i would call it like a really beautiful horror movie
0: and that's all awesome. i love that <laughs> i love that cuz i was looking at it and um they're from the south sudan and this should tell you how bad the south sudan is that they were willing to move into this fucking destroyed shack to escape south sudan mm-hmm. uh did, I get a little bit of. I don't know if you saw the girl on the third floor, which is a horror film, also on Netflix now, uh, starring professional wrestler CM Punk. Oh, um, okay. He plays a guy trying to renovate ooh. a rundown run mansion uh, with a sordid history, <clears throat> only to learn that the house has other plans for him. Mm-hmm. So the all the repair stuff in this movie looks like uh, CM Punk trying to repair a piece of shit house in the girl on the third <laughs> floor. Except for it's a lovely African couple. From the Sudan, played by uh, Sope Dorisu and uh, Wunmei uh, Mosaku. Mm-hmm. Lovely little couple there. And then Matt Smith is in this movie being white as fuck. As usual. Looking like a
2: vampire.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's not even Morbin Time this time, damn it.
1: It's not more Please let it be never Morbin Time ever again, please.
0: Always Morbin Time. Always no.
1: Morbin Time. Never... No... Because you know what that does? That just makes Sony think that they need to make a sequel.
0: They do. They absolutely do. No. It's the greatest comic book disaster I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh, my God. Is it really?
0: It's so bad.
1: There's nothing else. I'm so pleased. Stop giving Jared Leto work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so fucking I'm gonna be so fucking mad if they go through with his casting in, in the next Tron movie if that comes well, out. You,
0: well you know I'm gonna blame the, uh, you know his band is playing it when we were young, right? <laughs> this year.
1: I don't care.
0: <laughs> Thirty seconds to Mars.
1: I don't <laughs> care. No thank
2: you. <laughs> Put it makes
0: away. It makes me laugh hysterically because they got rid of all the bands. Uh, members. And it's just literally Jared and his brother fucking with a synthesizer. Uh, anyway. Of course it is. Fucking hate <laughs> and Jared yelling. Uh, yeah. yeah! Dude, girl, you know, I mean, they went from making like Fuck amazing that, songs dude. like The Kill and fucking kings and queens to making bullshit <laughs> that I can't even receptively call rock music. Um, yeah, play. this movie looks fucking dope. Uh, this was one that I remember you coming out of Sundance telling me all about at Sundance 2019, <laughs> which was our first experience there. And it was a great experience. But uh, I remember you walking out and telling me all about it. And, and i and thinking to myself, I got to check this out. And I never got the time to because I thought it was not on Netflix. So yeah, I just added it I to only, my Netflix.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, though, because I only recently saw it on Netflix. And, um, you know, it wasn't trending or anything. You know, sometimes I just... It wasn't for recommended for you? Maybe it was recommended for me.
0: Yeah. It probably
1: was. I think it probably was because I'm always searching for those, but I'm also always searching for horror movies on Netflix specifically. Yeah.
0: I was just going to so say. It's so
1: bound to come up.
0: It, its original release was January 27th, 2020. So it's 2020 Sundance Film Festival. And its re- wide release was Day Before Halloween, of 2020, which was a fucking awful year. So,
1: mm-hmm. you yeah. uh, know. Okay. That that could be moment. another reason too, because who remembers who remembers anything from 2022? Um,
0: it was a time. I will tell uh, you. It
1: was it was an era.
0: It <laughs> an era. I
1: don't. I don't even remember turning 21, bro.
0: Yeah, and that happened that year.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: God damn, I'm getting old. Uh, oh. <laughs> so alrighty. Great fucking pick for your second pick. You're bringing it once again, but I'm bringing a deep cut for this second pick. This is a comedy that came out in 1996. It's directed and stars Martin Lawrence, and it is called A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. It is, of course, a romantic comedy. I've never heard of that. Yeah, good luck finding it. You can find it on Amazon, Blu-ray, or DVD. You can probably find it at the Dollar rack uh, at Walmart somewhere. Uh Lynn Wheatfield what? plays the main woman. Regina King's also in it. Um and I we we stand Regina King fucking we, always. Oh my god. My, no,
1: she's my king.
0: Lynn Wheatfield looks absolutely amazing in this movie. She's so beautiful. Um and of course the main song on the soundtrack is a thin line between love and hate by H Town, uh, which is some good shit. If you guys don't know that song, it's a wonderful track. Uh, but the whole soundtrack in general has a lot of Al Green, a lot of a lot of R&B from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Good stuff uh, for you guys to listen to while you watch this really, really funny romantic comedy from the 90s. That is the anti Stella got her groove back. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I've seen it quite a few times. Uh, I do recommend you guys check it out. So if you have a, a chance to see it, on the. it might even be on like Pluto at some random time during the day and you may be able to catch it but it's it's fucking funny as shit. Uh, I laugh every time and I think you guys will laugh too. So you guys should definitely check out this one from 1986. It is rated R because you know Martin Lawrence can't go an entire uh, 108 minutes without saying the word fuck at least two times.
1: That sounds amazing.
0: (laughs) Okay. No. He scorns a beautiful woman who's a fucking psychopath. Oh. By Lynn Weefield, And she (laughs) does not like that. And mm-hmm. so she gets him back. And you do not want to fuck with Lynn Wakefield. Let me just tell you that. Ooh. Ooh. She, she will get I,
1: you back. Well, I love me, me some revenge.
0: Yeah. And it's done in a really funny way. And Martin Lawrence also wrote the script. The script is the mm-hmm. weakest part of the fucking movie, honestly. And <laughs> honestly, it's, it's a 90s comedy. So, you know, the acting's not great, but it's so mm-hmm. funny because Martin's timing is, of course, as it always has been, excellent. This was his vehicle right after they got rid of, uh, after his show ended for him to sort of because his show ended in 97, so this was him during the peak of Martin on Fox trying to like put his foot into movies, and I think Bad Boys came out right around this time too, uh 95, yeah, and so he was just trying to maintain and keep his foothold on everything that he was doing at the time and i uh I like the movie a lot. It's really really fun really, really fun movie. Have you seen it? You I'll haven't have to... seen it, obviously.
1: No, I have not. I've never even heard of it.
0: I knew when I put I knew when I put a deep cut on here, you probably weren't gonna see it, but you definitely should mm-hmm. see it because it's fucking great.
1: Alrighty. I'll have to put that on my list. I'll have to check it out.
0: Yes, yes. And it's oh god, it's so good. So good. It's funny because my <laughs> last pick could have been anything, any one of thirty-nine thousand uh movies. <laughs> and I, I have some honorable mentions that I want to talk about mm-hmm. when we get to that point, and I can't People are gonna be mad that I didn't pick these other ones, but because I wanted to pick this one. But those are my two picks so far. What do you have for us, Ms Shea Simone?
1: My last pick, okay. So I don't even remember, but I think I might have already like mentioned this film in a podcast before. I probably did because I don't remember talking about this film specifically. I remember talking about like all the like weird poo shit. That's in this movie, <laughs> and oh, that's God. what made. <laughs> so, okay, here
2: oh,
1: comes God. the climax. Um, but this movie uh, was direct. It says it's directed by Steve, but by Steve they really mean um, Steve Ellison, who also goes by uh, his more popular moniker, Flying Lotus. So you have a movie by Flying Lotus, who, uh, first of all, if you don't already know, has some incredible amazing um music videos that i just love and they're just bonkers and wild and imaginative um and all of that so you can only imagine what a whole fucking movie of that would be like uh and that movie is Cuso uh, from 2017 in 2017 and it is described as a body horror surrealist comedy anthology film um that comes from flying lotus
2: zach uh,
1: fox yes and then you also have uh one of my favorite animators of all time who's uh most famous for creating salad fingers david firth is working on it which he's worked with like, artists yeah. before yes yeah. we, we i love david firth to death um and yeah so <laughs> this uh and then you also oh you also have a uh, like the the soundtrack for this film is absolutely amazing like from the first like beat you get like kind of the energy, the kind of chaotic energy that this movie is going for. Basically this movie is about like, it's an interpretation of what the end of the world or an apocalypse, ap- apocalyptic situation would kind of look like. Basically, you, have, <laughs> you have acts such as Aphex twin and Akira Yamaoka. Um, oh God, this is all the like,
0: weird shit that you like to listen to.
1: It's, it's like all of the weird shit that, that I love. Um, yeah no it just starts off chaotic there's like a giant earthquake that basically shakes everything up ruins the economy uh, and then all of a sudden you know you get like people with like 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 weird illnesses and sicknesses and stuff like giant cysts and pustules and like all this nasty stuff um mutants and like weird like children who like use and eat poo and use it, it as like like i don't know what do you call it fuel for like magic or something they do like poo magic
2: (laughs) i've
1: seen this movie more than i've seen this movie more than once and it's so good Um, a lot of people really a lot of people really fucking hate it because i love it it's like if you love adult swim and you love like just like kind of stupid ass humor you know but it's humor that's just like so like stupid humor that's just so like competently put together you have all these like beautiful like working forces like great music and and atmosphere and production design and disgusting like makeup department uh shit and all that uh it's just like a really cool it's a, I think it's a, it's just a really cool movie. It's just a really cool atmospheric just like all over the place crazy movie um and it's really expressive and it's just I don't know it's really fun. It's it actually has like three different directors. So what is it? The first one is written by Flying Lotus. Uh actually no, they're all written by uh, Flying Lotus. And then uh they have different directors, I believe. Um <clears throat> some of them and, and they're all kind of uh delivered in in different ways. They all have their own voices and all that. Some of them are like mostly animated or all animated. <clears throat> some of them are just like straight up disgusting. Um, but yeah, no. I act absolutely love this movie. But if you look at the uh the trivia, so it it says uh on wikipedia the film premiered at sundance um in 2017 and it was reported to have many people leaving during the screening with flying lotus later saying that only like 20 out of 400 walked out oh okay that's not that bad still not as much as uh the house that jack built so there you go Uh, and
0: and not as many that's about less than the amount of people who should have walked out of uh wounds
1: yeah, exactly. No, dude.
0: <laughs> it really fucking sucks.
1: That's an old wound right there.
0: <laughs> it really fucking sucks.
2: Right, uh, deep in the no. Uh, the it looks like Flying Lotus has done stuff a <clears> lot of stuff
0: on TV. Like he's worked on Atlanta and he's worked on uh, Insecure. So that's fucking cool. He wrote some episodes of mm-hmm. Insecure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think I think it's really cool because. um Because, you know, he goes under Flying Lotus, he's not as necessarily identifiable or recognizable. But I think because of that, he could be anywhere, you know, he could be anywhere, um, putting his hand in anything, you know. And I think that's really exciting because seeing what, what he's been able to bring about and his, you know, his like creativity and his vision and all of that. And how he just embraces like all forces of kind of artistic expression um i don't know everything he touches just turns weird and i love that and i love this movie yeah Yeah, you do
0: you love weird shit and i love it
1: i am definitely
0: never going to watch this movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean recommend it just because it's like it's uh what do you call it it's a palate cleanser
0: (laughs) yeah if i want my palate completely tasting like shit (laughs) because <laughs> yeah. of all the poop going on around here, but I do I love, love David first. I do, so
1: <laughs> there you go. Which I, I mean, do. that's the cool thing about anthologies is, uh, you know, or like say ABCs of Death. There's gonna be some shit, and then there's gonna be some gems. So sometimes yeah. we gotta dig through the shit to find the diamonds in the shit.
0: Well, Flying Lotus worked on ABCs of Death as well. So,
1: oh my fucking god, where?
0: Uh, he worked on ABC's of Death 2.
1: Well, yeah. ABC's A Death number two is definitely the or better was it one. Or VHS. Which is...
0: No, it was VHS. Never mind.
1: Oh, okay. That makes so much more sense. And he's like, on Smiling think... Friends. No way.
0: Yes, why well, he plays Dollars? Which one is that? Don't know. Uh... Okay
1: yeah i'll need so, to rewatch oh, smiling not... friends
0: for the fourth time yeah me too <laughs> uh that that leads me into something that i'm going to talk about later and i'll get to it in a bit but uh actually we, as we're done with our picks uh in between changing of subjects i'm gonna tell you tell the audience about something that happened this month that has to do with smiling friends uh <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool uh, this movie looks fucking bonkers. You can check it out on AMC Plus if you have uh, Prime or if you have a- AMC. You can watch this movie at any time. I don't know why you would fucking do that, though. <laughs> Unless you want to see some kids play with some shit like it's a dollar bill. Uh, maybe.
1: <laughs> you definitely do.
0: Yeah, you it's, probably it's, do it.
1: There's more to it than that. It hits, yeah, you also you got those weirdos right out
0: there just like you that love all the shit you suggest. So. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> bunch of
2: suckers.
1: Yeah, no, I It's it's an experience, you know. I it's a it's a movie that uh I dare you, you know. I dare you to watch it and then <laughs> come back <laughs> and then and you. then and then you can yell me yell at me, yeah. But it's a it's a, a dare movie, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can respect that. You know what? Maybe you guys should movie. try it to see if you can get through the movie because I don't think you'll be able to get through it.
1: There you go. There you go. I mean, what? I mean, what, I'm trying to think of uh. Another good example of, like, sh- shit in movies. I, I don't know. Not. I swear to God, it's not even the worst, like, shit movie that I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I'll think no, about I don't doubt later. that. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. Maybe
1: maybe that'll, <laughs> maybe that'll be a podcast episode. <laughs> maybe, but I'll
0: maybe. tell you this. that no, I'm not watching it.
1: <laughs> I'm just okay. not doing it.
0: But if you guys want to watch some weird shit that Shay suggests, which a lot of you guys do, check this one out for sure. Now, my last pick, I could have picked any number of iconic black comedies uh, featuring black people, um, but I didn't do that. And we'll go over some of the ones I didn't pick because the ones I didn't pick are literally iconic. Uh, and I did that so I could pick the movie that's going to be the theme for this month. It's going to be the, the sticker art. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry to bother you.
1: Oh, wow. Wait. Wow. You just blew my mind, Will. If you to get into it. this
0: movie, if you haven't seen it, you definitely fucking should. Because I also went weird with my last pick.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: I normally don't you go went weird. real
1: weird. Oh, my
0: God. This one features Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson as a couple um, in present-day Oakland. Lakeith Stanfield plays Cassius, who discovers that he is really fucking good at being a telemarketer. And he discovers what the key to success is and how to be universally greedy uh, with your money and what that costs to humanity. That's all I'm gonna give you because this movie's fucking insane. Yes. Because yes. Tessa, Tessa Thompson is a Thompson. whole fucking vibe in this movie and I love her to death.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she's also why you should watch uh, Westworld season two, I think.
0: I tried to watch season one of that <laughs> show and I was like, no, thank you.
1: Uh, This new season is a, is a test. Every <laughs> every season of Westworld is a test. So
0: Fair enough. We'll see.
1: But she uh, kicks ass in it.
0: She you know what? I don't ass. doubt that. I love her. So, um, mm-hmm. Boots Riley directs this movie, and Boots Riley's a fucking madman. <laughs> okay? He's a fucking madman. And I gotta say, one of the craziest characters in this sh- f- fucking movie is Army Hammer.
2: Oh, dude. dude! Dude! No!
1: I forgot he was like the guy in it. That...
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm. But let's talk Why about is this.
1: Army Hammer always the guy in
0: in movies right. who does right. that shit. Let's though. talk about this. He learns that one of the keys <laughs> to being a successful telemarketer is to use his white voice. And this is one of my the favorite parts the movie. It's, it's not a spoiler because it happens like five minutes into the movie. His white voice is provided by David Cross. So if you could imagine Lakeith Stanfield's handsome face with David Cross's horrifyingly bad voice coming out of it, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's amazing.
2: This
0: movie is yeah. amazing.
1: I think I uh when when it started being uh marketed that I think that was the catch for a lot of people. when you just hear David Cross's voice coming out of uh Lakeith, you're just like, oh okay it's, it's kind of I,
0: yeah, it's like I'm not okay with this, but okay
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <Dope>. <laughs> and it's just it's one of those weird movies that like you i I guarantee you as an audience has never fucking seen, but you definitely should because it's I hope it's well so yeah
1: I'm I'm surprised that you will that that you would choose this movie or that you even liked this movie.
0: I love this movie. I didn't just like it. I loved it. I adored it. It was in that, my top 10 for that year.
1: Oh my god. I I love that. And I I love that as your choice because one I've I've actually seen it, but two yes, it is bonkers and um it's very it's actually incredibly
0: shocking. And at the period. core though what is it really at the core between between Lakeith and tessa at the core what is it it's really fucking romantic
1: yeah it's it's romantic and but it it has it has different layers to it it has a it has a lot of things going on so many on. layers what <sighs> what they have to deal with within the relationship and how those things affect the relationship and it's it's I don't even... It's just fucked up.
0: It's a fucked up movie. I'll say that. It really is. Also, shout out to <laughs> Jermaine funny. Fowler, who's in the movie as well. He's fucking great. Uh, he plays the best friend, Salvador. Yeah, and then also yes. Danny Glover is in this movie. Speaking of yes! second Danny Glover reference. He's the one who teaches <laughs> hey. Cassius about using his white voice. And I'm pretty sure his white voice is provided by... Uh, by I want to say... Pat Oswalt?
1: Oh, my God. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, is It's like the
1: two, what are the two like most white, like recognizable, but white man voices that you could cast yeah. of all time. Perfect.
2: Yeah, That's, like, perfect
0: casting Oswalt yeah, did it Perfect really
1: casting. Good. Um, who did the soundtrack? I'm curious.
0: Oh, the soundtrack. I was about to get into that because the soundtrack is fucking amazing. Boosh Riley mm-hmm. wrote a lot of the songs on here. Um, of course. And they were performed by his Ben the Coup. <laughs> Um, nice. This oh god there's a song in the soundtrack called What the girl Motherfucking want to do. <laughs> and uh word shit. Uh, <laughs> uh uh have a colon and, and smile bitch. These are some of the titles <laughs> of the songs on the soundtrack for this movie. This movie's fucking amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. I love this thing. I I would I would put this movie in like if it would be considered a genre or even like a category of like Expressionism in filmmaking Somehow It's expressionist be because, comedy Yeah it's expressionist It's Absurdist comedy yeah. Surreal like you could throw a whole bunch of jargon into it but, but it's, it's not
0: inaccessible Like your movie is
1: <laughs> Well I mean there's less Poo but yeah,
2: exactly.
0: I think there
1: are There are actually a lot Of No I'm not gonna say anything I'm not gonna say nothing Just go fucking watch the movie <laughs>
2: Yeah
0: Yes. I was just gonna say,
1: go watch the movie because I, yeah, I don't want to say too much on it. I really don't. It's
0: great, and, and you guys—it's like check a it great first
1: movie.
0: Yeah, it is <laughs> exactly, and it's on—it's on Prime Video. You guys should check it out <laughs> as soon as possible because I swear to God, if you don't check it out, you're missing out because it's—it's fucking incredible.
1: Certified hood classic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a certified hood classic. Was that a landing line? Because that sounds like a landing line.
1: It's it's just the line. It's just
0: a thing. (laughs) It's funny. I love it, and it's so true, though. It's it's just it's one of those great. I mean, you know, you have a great movie when you have Rosario Dawson voicing an elevator. That's not a spoiler. If you don't know what the fuck that means, you haven't seen the movie. There you go. But it's great, Boots Riley's. Sorry to bother you. Check it out immediately. It's hilarious. It's amazing. It's a must see for sure. Something you definitely gotta check out. Before we get to the alternate (laughs) uh, topic and before we get to me announcing something that happened this month that connects to Smiling Friends, I want to mention some honorable mentions. So what do you have for us, Shay? I know you always have a list of like 74,987 movies.
1: Usually I do. But uh, for my list, I wanted to just stay specifically with uh, black directors. And I I don't know. this, This list was very narrow because obviously I was, trying to avoid the one guy who would be at the top of everybody else's list.
0: John Singleton?
1: <clears throat> yes, exactly. No, Jordan fucking Peel. Oh, you Peele. mean
0: Jordan Peel, that guy.
1: He's pretty good. <laughs> he's he's alright, I he's guess. Pretty far good. Academy
0: Award know? winner, Jordan Peel.
1: <laughs> there we go. But yeah, no, basically, my that's my entire honorable mentions list. I didn't mention any of his movies. Because, like I said, you know, those would be the most obvious. And I always want to try and rein in something kind of different. But if I were to choose one of his movies, uh, which one do you think that would be? Oh, Based 100% on me. Us. It
0: would be Nope. Yeah, okay. I, I thought Nope was good. I, just, I, I like Get Out. No,
1: nope that. was my favorite. Nope. It was good. so good. Because I think Jordan Peele uh, kind of. Okay. So if you look, okay, so this is a me, a me thing. This is solely my opinion, but I've seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind and then you have Nope. In my opinion, Jordan Peele kicks Steven Spielberg's ass.
0: Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) That's all, that's all. I just like, you know, because it, you know, you get the, uh, the kind of whiplash from all the bullshit that Hollywood throws at you. It's been a while since I feel like, there's been a, a a certified Spielbergian hood classic,
0: you know? Well, the Fablemans kind of is life. close.
1: I have not seen the Fablemans, but right. I don't know. I'm I'm a little weary on, you know, just crusty old man directors, right? Um,
0: listen, listen. There's some good crusty old <laughs> man directors out there, okay? <laughs> there still alive. There
1: are some. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, we need some fresh blood, that's all. But hey. Jordan Peele.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's gonna that ties in a little bit to the next topic and i can't wait to tell you what it is Oh
1: Jesus Christ! okay um wow i'm excited but yeah no nope was just like how it was it just everything just everything just everything it. it did uh yeah no that's all <laughs> that's I all i gotta to say it. without that was on your a only honorable
0: mention was nope Yup yep okay i like it i have a really big laundry list uh eddie murphy's in a lot of them uh harlem <laughs> yeah. nights
2: yeah
0: uh is an incredible fucking movie if you've never seen harlem nights you're missing out tyrell great small little comedy came out a few years ago we ended up talking to one of the somebody who worked on that movie in the interviews uh written interview on the website white man can't jump <laughs> Uh, don't be a menace to South... Uh, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Uh, dear white people. Coming to America. Uh, Dolomite is my name. Hitch. Think like a man I really enjoy. Uh, man, I could... Friday, obviously. Black yes. night. Uh Girls Trip is great. Hidden Figures is incredible barbershop do the right things technically not a comedy but it also could be because it's actually quite hilarious mm. the about last night remake i really enjoy obviously uh soul food is great brown sugar i really love because you know i just love movies with really beautiful black women in them
2: uh
0: mm-hmm. it's a vice it's uh why did i get married <laughs> one not married why did i get married two i didn't like that one I don't tend to like a lot of uh, Tyler Perry stuff. Uh, the 40-year-old version. Great movie.
1: Oh my god. Obsessed with that
0: movie. Great movie. Just Right. Oh. Another great movie that I really enjoy. Um, the Wood. It's a certified hood classic. Uh, guess who? <laughs> Boomerang. Certified hood classic. Of Boomerang. If you don't like Boomerang, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, House Party. <laughs> Nothing to Lose. Uh basically anything a Martin Lawrence in it is a good is a good pick. Uh, the Preacher's Wife, which is a rare Danzel appearance in a comedy. Mm. Uh, Hollywood Shuffle, a really underrated classic from the 80s, uh, that I really enjoy. Black Klansman. Oh yes. CB4. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh How High. Uh at Baps, which I love. Uh, next Friday, Friday after next. All great picks, uh, and I really also I really like the Honeymooners remake as well. I really like that with uh, Cedric the Entertainer and oh, who plays the other uh, Honeymooner in that movie? Is it uh, Mike Epps? It's Mike Epps, Mike Epps. And then Blind Spotting. I almost brought this one to the table. This was my fourth pick, Blind Spotting, which is an incredible fucking movie. I don't think you've seen it, but it's great. I have not. Well, you should because it's, it's amazing. They made a whole TV show after this amazing movie. Hmm. Yeah. It's is, it a, is the TV show good? Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Can't <laughs> couldn't tell you. I don't watch a lot of TV. You know that. I really have time for TV. Cherry, cherry lipstick is still in my fucking queue from like two months ago.
1: Oh, wait. Brand new cherry flavor?
0: Yeah, still in my queue. I haven't watched it yet.
1: <laughs> It is, uh, it's weird.
0: But I have a two-hour bus ride to work every day now, so maybe I will.
1: Oh, there you go. I mean, I mean, do it for, uh, what's her name?
0: Oh, God, I love her so much. Rosa Salazar. Uh, oh, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Rosa Salazar. <laughs>
1: no, oh, my God. You have Rosa Salazar as Crush. a hot woman director.
0: <gasps> have you seen that show I told you to watch with her in it? Yeah. On Amazon? Oh, my God,
1: yeah. Undone? Yeah. I did actually you I really did.
0: liked it it's great right
1: did. The the ending made me his dad made me feel feelings.
0: Yeah! Right? you cried right yeah. I knew it
1: did I cry no I don't think I cried but I, I felt feelings hard it's
0: so good and it's I was so just like good. no
1: I didn't want it to end I, I watched kind of the
0: entire first season on a plane to Austin for Fantastic Fest 2019 2018 mm. 2019 something like that <clears throat> I watched mm-hmm. it on the plane on the plane there and back in and mm-hmm. out of Austin and I don't regret it. It was a great flight. What a gorgeous woman. Yes. Yeah. Even her mother wonder, is wonder, like beautiful.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I, I wonder show. what she's gonna be in next. I'm definitely going to watch it.
0: I will be there. So <laughs> we recently had the opportunity to interview the voice actors behind the amazing Animaniacs oh. television show. Ooh. Two of whom Maurice LaMarche and Ro- uh, Rob Paulson who uh, Rob Paulson plays Yakko, but he also plays Pinky and Rob La- Maurice LaMarche plays the brain from Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> They're also on Smiling Friends.
2: Oh, my God.
1: That's so cool.
0: So I introduced them as my smiling friends and I think they caught it and they smiled a little bit and it made me laugh inside. Um, But check out a little segment of that interview. They are fucking amazing. And thank you Hulu for letting us talk to them uh, and talk to uh, Jess Harrell and Tess McNeil. Here's a snippet of me talking to Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson for Animaniacs season three. Go and and Pinky and the Brain, who are some, who are your favorite roles that you've ever had to gotten the voice?
3: Well, in my case, the fact that you threw those out, that's, that's pretty, if I had to do those and that was it, that's remarkable. Um, I've gotten to be Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. I was Raphael before you were born. So I'm 50% of the turtles. Um, and I, I Pinky and the Brain and Yakko, I, it's just, that alone is plenty, but Mighty Max and biker mice and the tick with maurice and um you know god fairly odd parents oh my goodness I, william i've i've just been stupid lucky
1: yeah same here I'm, i you know i mean it's an embarrassment of riches just to get to play a character as rich as the brain and to work opposite my friend rob paulson as in this wonderful relationship that these two characters have it's classic comedy the two-man comedy uh
3: and and so uh that's great you know i got to play uh, a version of wacko in the series the great wackorati where i used my patent syntho belch to sing you know classical music
0: now i really did talk to the animaniacs it was amazing they are so cool uh if you listen to that interview you'll see that they are so cool We also have a lot of other interviews coming up with uh, Clayne Crawford for his new film, which is directed by the brilliant Robert Machoyan. And it's called uh, called The Integrity of Joseph Chambers. We have our interview with um, uh, the director of a movie premiering at South by Southwest. uh, Her name is Katia uh, Zuniga. And the movie is called Sister, Sister or Las Hijas in Spanish um we recently interviewed katie lister who has had a 40-year career on young and the restless uh and is doing a new movie with michael shannon um and it's amazing i I did watch it it's quite good michael shannon who doesn't love michael shannon we're big fans of michael shannon here uh
1: you know okay so i just got a random idea if we ever like ended up getting uh what do you call it like a soundboard kind of thing yes that that should be like that should be a sound whenever someone brings up Michael Shannon.
0: I love that. We're I'm manifesting that. that. <laughs> and and uh, our interview with Linoleum director Colin West, which I'm very proud of, because Linoleum is a fantastic film starring Jim Gaffigan and Rhea Seahorn of better call Saul fame. Uh, and Colin West is a brilliant director from the Midwest from here in Columbus, Ohio. You guys should all check out Oleum. It's available on demand and in an indie theater near you. I went to the Columbus Film Center this Saturday and checked it out again. And it works just as well the first time. You should also check out his other movie, Double Walking, Walker, which has selfie, uh, self, Sylvie Mix in it. And Sylvie Mix is amazing and hot. And I love her.
2: <laughs>
0: um, as a half-naked vampire lady. it's amazing now that being said i teased it a little bit earlier but we were talking about how you don't like crusty old directors and that's fun because i was going to talk about some directors who are on your radar um that you think deserve to get bigger and need to make more movies i will start with the daniels because they made my favorite film of last year
3: oh that's a good one I just yeah. I love
0: the work that they do. They've made they're three for three for me, even though the second film is fucking weird.
1: <laughs> Wait, which one?
0: The death of Dick Long is a fucking okay. weird. That piece. was uh
1: that was one Daniel, but man, I, I fucking loved that movie. Still good. I l- loved that movie.
0: Yes. I enjoyed it as well. I saw. I actually, it's funny because I didn't catch it at Sundance, but I caught it at uh, Fantastic Fest that same year. Mm. And uh, oh, I told yeah, people, yeah. I was like, "People, you don't want to watch this movie. Trust me." Why and would you say it. that? Hold on, hold on. And then when I got out of the theater, like I hated that movie. I was like, I told you not to watch it because I knew your tastes. Oh, there you
1: go. But I, I don't guess care. okay. <laughs> it's... It hits different people differently because it, it's definitely one of those uh, films that play on your uh, expectations.
0: That it does. It, I
1: don't know. It's, it's, it's actually like, oh, the way that it, it plays itself is so like deadpan and then it ends and you're like, what? this was what this was about the entire time. I don't know. I just loved it. I fucking it, the whole thing is one humongous joke. I'm trying really hard not to make any innuendo here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I you know started really out hard. as you know they started out as music video directors?
1: Ah, uh, no I didn't.
0: Yeah, so Daniel Scheiner directed a Manchester Orchestra song, uh, Simple Math, which is a crazy music video about a deer driving a truck. Um, (laughs) he did Foster the People's Houdini video. He did a bunch of episodes of Children's Hospital because, of course, he did.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, they did the DJ Snake and Little John Turned Down for what video? He and Daniel Kwan. That's the first time they worked together. Nice. They did some stuff with Joyways. Uh, they're basically insane people. And it's funny because they (laughs) both did TV shows separately with one another. Uh, Daniel Kwan did Aquafina is Nora Nora from Queens. And Daniel Mm. Scheiner, uh, did a bunch of, uh, a bunch of TV uh, episodes and a bunch of different other things. And, of course, he directed Dick, Dick Long himself. Oh, nice. But I love yeah. the Danielses, and I can't wait to see what else they do. They're just so fucking talented, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Their third film, Omnibus. I didn't see it, but I thought, or Omnibus. I'm pretty sure you saw it, right? Omnibus? Uh, Omnibus. Omnibus. No,
1: I have not seen it, actually.
0: Yeah, okay. I didn't hear much from it. Uh, we reviewed either. it. I don't remember who did the review for it. But it was someone definitely in...
1: not me.
0: Yeah, let me look it up because it'll be here. Oh. It's not here. Oh. Uh, someone did an anonymous review, and that movie looks insane. Is it... There's like 15 different directors. God damn. And Daniel oh, Scheiner did a really it's a... good... Yeah, so so anthology.
1: There you go. That's why.
0: Uh, Daniel Scheiner also did a really, really underrated show <laughs> called Unbecoming God in Central Florida with Kirsten Dunst, which I really like. <laughs> Kristen. Yay. Love Kristen Dunst. Uh The Daniels. Uh, f- Number one choice for guys who deserve to do whatever they want. Just keep them away from Marvel because it ruins the <laughs> hmm
1: It really does. Chloe. Chloe. All right, Chloe. Chloe. All right,
0: Chloe Zell. You deserve better, Chloe Zell. You're amazing.
1: I think, oh my God, wasn't ah, recently there was also another director that got roped into doing some bullshit from Marvel? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi with what
0: multiverse of assness
1: oh oh god well no he did direct that didn't he
0: yep (laughs) yep
1: no thank you clear
0: no thank you no thank you i i didn't appreciate you rating the career of one of the greatest horror directors of all time
1: (laughs) thank you
0: no i i don't (laughs) like that movie at all um What you got for me? What's the director? Who's the director you think deserves to make more movies? Poop.
1: I'm looking through, and it's...
0: We've talked enough about poop today.
1: (laughs) Oh, poop, poop, and more poop. This is a tough one, because uh, I'm just looking through all of my recent releases right now, honestly, and there's just so many fucking movies that have come out. More direct... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shit. It's just uh okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with uh one of my favorite white man directors working right now.
0: Old crusty um, white guy.
1: I mean he's not old or crusty and his wife is super hot. So I'm gonna give oh, him a Oh, I that. already know who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> yes.
0: Um what's his fucking face? Um uh, yeah. the, the horror yeah. director that did uh yeah. Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm
1: yep <laughs> god damn it
0: yeah. was that right
1: yeah because yeah why not uh he's he's in his 40s but anyway yeah,
0: yeah no, uh he's mike one of my
1: favorite mike fucking flanagan who weirdly has a tiktok now uh-
0: <laughs> he does have a hot wife weird.
1: too oh my god we love kate kate yes yeah. we do
0: yes we do
1: mommy sorry mommy sorry
0: uh, um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't
2: think
1: he he does not have a single miss. And I'm I'm saying that seriously I'm like I'm waving my finger right now. He does not have a single miss and I'm so fucking looking forward uh, Yes to he does. Rusher.
0: Uh what? Allow me.
1: Is this the <laughs> one movie that I haven't seen from him yet?
0: <laughs> uh let me see. Hold on. A Midnight Club oh haven't God. seen it yet. <laughs> Midnight Mass is good. Blind Manor Doctor Sleep's fucking incredible
1: oh my god yeah i was okay so i I saw dr sleep after everyone else did because i'm i was hesitant you know and i didn't i i hadn't watched uh haunting of the hill house yet i hadn't gone into the whole like mike flanagan verse you know fucking rabbit hole or anything so i you know being all protective of like my love of the shining and all that but when i watched it i was like oh my god
0: dr sleep is so fucking solid this movie's
1: so fucking long but i i actually wanted it be longer that's what I i'm saying
0: to,
1: oh my god i wanted to I stay want like, with it more
0: i want like 30 more minutes of rose the hat <laughs> i know you know that's what's so funny good too?
1: rose the hat i actually have like her hat not really but i have a hat that looks exactly like her hat and uh, awesome. i don't know I i'm so it. i'm so fucking creeped out by that fucking like literal child predator now that i won't wear it
0: <laughs> now all you need is for uh, for lennon <laughs> to develop an alcohol problem that hides his shine like danny torrance does
2: oh <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, I love ellen that. mcgregor in
0: that movie by the way <laughs> ellen mcgregor in that movie is so fucking good man
1: yeah i yeah i i think a lot of you know there, there could have been a lot of different choices for who could have played adult danny torrance um But Mike Flanagan, he's always had this really weird, funny knack for casting, but he also always casts really close to his, like, person. I don't know. He always casts, like, the same fucking people, right? Yeah, he casts Henry Thomas
0: and everything. I actually talked to Henry Thomas about that, uh, how he always casts him. Um, And he's fucking awesome.
1: Like, what is that about? He just, like, he loves collaborating with the same people, but I also really love that.
2: Mm.
0: So if you guys want to listen to the interview with, with Henry Thomas, you can. But apparently Henry Thomas was a favorite actor of Mike Flanagan's growing up. He was a big fan of E.T. too. And so he just kept fucking casting him. I lo- one of my favorite performances from Henry Thomas is in the second um, Ouija movie. He plays the priest. He's so good in that movie. Oh. But um, it's funny because Dr. Sleep also has another horror tie in that's Alexis Sal who's in Starry Eyes. Is in uh, oh my Dr. God, Sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. also.
1: Oh my God, I love her. So there's
0: horror, um, there's horror stuff everywhere in, in 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 Doctor Sleep. Jacob Tremblay mm-hmm. has a really good yeah. cameo in that movie. Very sad part of the movie.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know hat why, goes uh, around, the
1: hat goes around. <laughs> the goes around, comes around. Rip. <laughs> no, I, I love that movie. I love that movie. Oh my god, how they casted Wendy! <laughs> I right, pressed, like I was fangirling the fuck out.
0: Wasn't that so well done?
1: So fucking well done. So perfect. The atmosphere. And you know, how like, when they try to, it's like a follow up or remake or they try and rein in like elements from the older movie or whatever. It can be really fucking cheesy. But the way they did it, it legitimately, it was legitimately, not only did it make sense, but it was actually creepy. It felt like the elements from that film was also following us into this film. And if that, you like, feel Danny like like being haunted by this, and you
0: hear the music cue come in, and you're like, oh that like 20-minute segment inside the overlook is so fucking cool. It's like one of the coolest parts of this really awesome and really cool movie. I honestly would love to see him do other adaptations of Stephen King. Maybe I'd like to see him redo my favorite King adaptation of Needful Things. I'd love to see him remake that.
2: Mm.
1: Needful things.
0: Needful things. Yeah. So you watch Rick and Morty, right?
1: Uh, no. I've seen it here and there, but I just haven't like watched it. There is
0: a there is a Needful Things episode of Rick and Morty. So, so essentially, Needful Things is Vincent Price plays the devil who opens up a a shop in a town, Mm -hmm. and the shop offers people things that they want or need but they have to pay a price for it. So I'd love to have a beautiful singing voice, but, oh, you're going to go blind or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> oh, I'll guarantee you a child, but I'm going to kill your mother.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Or your wife will die during childbirth or some shit like that. Deals with the devil, basically. And Vincent Price mm-hmm. plays the devil, essentially. In the movie. And I, the okay. adaptation is not great, um, but I just love the storyline of what Needful Things is about. I always thought, that the uh, the premise of this movie was amazing. Ed Harris, Max inside, I was in there. Uh, Fraser Heston can't direct for shit, but uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's, fine. Uh, it's a fine movie. I like it. I mean, Fraser Heston is
2: <sighs> <laughs>
0: he's actually um yeah. his his dad is Charlton Heston.
2: Oh.
1: Oh shit! For real,
0: but he cannot fucking direct. <laughs> <For> <laughs> shit.
1: Oh, industry baby!
0: Yeah, and that's why he's <laughs> second unit director most of his fucking career, because uh, mm. he can do second unit stuff. But I, I, I love Mike Flanagan. You're right though; he doesn't have any misses mm-hmm. that I've seen so far. I went through and looked at his whole filmography, and I didn't see one miss at all.
1: Yeah, and when I said one movie that I didn't watch from, I realized when you brought up the Ouija movie, like he only directed the second one, right?
0: Right, the first one's terrible, but he directed the second yeah. one, and it's great. And Oculus is fucking what? great. Oculus is Oculus is great. You know what? And, and I think I mentioned this every time we mentioned Oculus, but it's a WWE Films production, right? Yeah, as is the Call with uh, Halle Berry. That's a really, really, that's really good a, thriller. That's
1: a great movie.
0: Yeah, it's a really good thriller.
1: Yeah, I I didn't expect it to like it. I yeah, expect pretty me pretty to good. like it as much as I did.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. And they also did See No Evil, which has one of their professional wrestlers, Kane, as a uh murderous serial killer. Uh killing <laughs> killing young young folks in a slasher fashion.
1: Yay. Oh, so WWE right. has
0: some interesting films on there. Uh they're duck it. Uh but that's a great pick. I love Mike Flanagan. Uh I'm gonna give you another <laughs> director that i kind of want to see more from and of course i'm being very very biased uh when i do this uh because he is a dear friend to us here (laughs) um and we love him very much uh we want to see more from you adam reimer oh my god yes we want more from you my dog
1: screenshotted him which thankfully, we know that he is getting more work,
0: <laughs> Adam Raymeyer, we love you, dog, and we want you to do more work and we and and also Hannah Marks, because yes. even though she denied our interview for her latest film. I love her in Dinner in America, and I loved her follow- up Mark and Mary and some other people. In, I loved uh, it. which one Mark and Mary and some other People is a movie she directed, and she also just directed oh. a movie called "Don't Make Me Go," with John Cho that I fucking loved. As Wait, as well. she
1: directed that?
0: Yeah, it made me feel the feels. Yeah. Oh my
2: god! Did
0: you see I it?
1: Fucking oh, I I fucking love her. I like yeah, 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 I love them both of them. And I don't know, I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means about our um kind of deal or whatever. But recently, I uh showed Landon, my partner, uh, dinner in America. He loved it. Him he? Him and he loved it. He was like, you know, he really fucking loved it, and he really enjoyed it. We enjoyed it together, and we were laughing about it together. He was like, I really like it. Like, to him, he was just like, the way he described it was uh, punk rock, but also kind of slice of life in it's, all this. It's, but it's also perfect put a little punk Napoleon rock. Dynamite
0: It's the it. perfect punk rock rom-com. It's yeah, so it's... well done.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, I actually did, like, watching it with him, I actually did tear up a little, so I don't know what that means it. about our me and Adam's bet. So I don't know watermelon boyfriends, <laughs> indeed. And now I, I now I still have that fucking song stuck in my head, and someone better make a fucking karaoke version of it, or I'm gonna uh, blow you can, my lid.
0: Everything's karaoke on Amazon on, on Apple Music, so you can just go to Apple Music and hit the karaoke button.
1: What it does that fuck the
0: rest of them fuck them all,
1: fuck them all, fuck them all, fuck, em all fuck them us. all, but us
0: and she
1: she wrote that song I was like it was so funny I was like giving him all the trivia while we were watching the movie wait what kind of trivia were you
0: giving him hold on what kind of trivia were you giving him
1: just the normal trivia just you know all the stories that we have that I I forced you to watch
0: this movie at gunpoint
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I guess a little bit (laughs) worth it literally you're number one for the year I think
0: it was. It's so. good. I love this movie so much. I just do. It, and
1: it, me too, though. It, it is such a good movie. Perfectly, and you it's like I mean? it comforting. Just, it's like a great comfort watch too.
0: It is. I watch it all the time now because it's on Hulu, and mm-hmm. I love it. And obviously, you like the Bunny Game, so you fucking. Uh,
1: actually, no, I I've never fucking seen it.
0: Yeah, I think we're gonna skip was, that one. Guys. Uh, it was. Uh,
1: it was just really fucking random because i you know this is a, a normal ass well not a normal movie but it's a movie you know and then i Adams i IMD, am and he's the director of the bunny game and the bunny game is like notorious for being like a quote-unquote awful torture porn as people call it and you know i i just i have seen it around the poster is cool it's creepy but i've never seen it he because, did a Lovecraft adaptation.
0: Is it though? No, he did one. He did two. Oh, uh, he two left arms. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Is it good? I don't know. I've, 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 <laughs> you think I'm gonna watch that? No. <laughs> I don't know.
1: But I don't no, like Lovecrafty and shit. But um, yeah, the Bunny Game also <laughs> also like has a very I don't even know what its score is on IMDb. Let me look it up.
0: I don't want to know. That it'll make me cry.
1: Um. Oh, the bunny game. It's really fucking low, which is really funny because we rated this movie so high. It's a 3.4. <laughs> so, like, it's so... What is it? Meanwhile, it's,
0: um, <laughs> Dinner in America has time. a 7.3, which is an outrageously high deserves, score.
1: Yeah. deserves higher, though. But that is pretty good, especially for a mini movie. Usually, you yeah, usually you see those around like a six point six to a six point two.
0: Kyle Gellner, Emmy Stags, fucking picture perfect. I love. I was so I sad to see. Them.
1: I was so sad to see um Kyle and uh smile, because I was uh, not smiling. I was like, I oh Kyle, and then I was like, oh Kyle. I, I, like, I didn't
0: see that movie, so I don't know. I escaped it.
1: Please. Yeah, you did. Lucky bastard. Well, I let you know. I chose that. I chose to watch that movie. I did that to myself.
0: Yeah, I let you handle all the horror stuff. You're the expert right (laughs) now.
1: Yes, I am. Um, (laughs) I deeply I have regret.
0: (laughs) Emmy Staggs, we love you. Uh, You should come on the podcast because we love you. Kyle Gellner, open invitation. Adam Raymeyer, open invitation.
1: Always. Yeah, fuck.
0: We'll literally just talk about dinner in America for an hour and a half with you.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I'm not kidding. I would do that. Uh, and oh, uh, flip side of that, it's funny because you, I made you come see this movie at literal gunpoint. Uh, and you ended up <laughs> loving it. And that's amazing. It's funny because I, I, I did the same thing <laughs> to Landon. Did the same thing to Landon with animals the year prior. And he loved <laughs> animals. He fucking yeah, loved he animals. And, uh, the, uh, it's funny, you didn't mention that Lawrence Michael Levin would be one of your choices. Am I pretty much wrong there? Uh,
1: choices for what?
0: For a director you'd like to see more work from?
1: No. Not right now.
0: Really? Um, but I do. You don't want to see a follow-up to Black Bear, huh? I do,
1: but he can be a, a bit of a hit or miss for me. Honestly. I don't know. Always Shine is good. I did not like Always Shine.
0: Really?
1: Um, yeah. No, so I found it to be quite drab, honestly.
0: It's a little drab. Honestly. He didn't direct that one, but he did it.
1: <laughs> oh, he didn't? No, I'm pretty no. sure he directed it.
0: No, what? he he didn't. It was directed by a woman named Sophia Tsakal.
1: She is to blame.
0: <laughs> uh he no, only I didn't. he only has oh, yeah. one other one other direction credit, and it's for a movie called Wild Canaries.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that. Which one. ironically okay. has
0: Sophia case... Takal in it.
1: In that case, yes, I would like to see more work from him because yes. I totally thought "Always Shine" was his fault.
0: <laughs> no, uh, and it's funny because I mentioned animals. Uh, the director of Animals just did a new movie. Um, mm-hmm. Sophie Sophie Hyde just did a new movie, uh, which got a lot of play uh, on at Sundance uh, last year. It's called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. And it's uh, on Hulu right, right. now. And it's fucking good. This lady is right. good at what she does. <laughs> so Sophie Hyde, if you're out there, I need you to make more movies because I love your stuff, dude. Um, I loved Animals. I love Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Um, I haven't checked out her earlier stuff yet, but she's on a two-film role with me because Animals was my favorite film of 2019 Sundance. Nice.
1: No, I would. Uh, I'm going to drop Emerald uh, Funnel in there.
0: Of course you are.
1: Yeah, because. <laughs> uh, but we I don't Whatever she has coming next, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to slay my way over to it. Well, <laughs> gonna, her next
0: thing that she yeah. had coming out was a baby. So.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to stay the fuck away from that, actually. Uh, but yeah, but Emerald no, I need deserves a... to
0: make something else because I do need to follow up from Promising Young Woman.
1: Whatever right it is, it, I you know it's just going to be powerful. Whatever it's going to be going for, um, for, for and no, I'm for, so, for, for. so long so long as it's not some sort of like Hollywood produced like at ad- I don't know biopic. She
0: comes from the world of fucking period pieces. Like she plays Camilla on The, mm-hmm. the Crown. She's in Victoria. Mm-hmm. She's in. She's in Vida in Virginia. She does all these fucking period mm-hmm. pieces. She was in the Danish girl and like as an actress. Mm-hmm. So she does a, as an mm-hmm. actress she does a lot of period pieces. But mm-hmm. as a director she made a completely modern revenge thriller. Mhm. You know, yeah. it's it's the it's the um uh last house on the left for 20 for the 2020 generation.
1: Honestly, I I, I don't it's hard to say. There's, I mean, I th- I feel like on certain levels it's kind of I might be crucified by some people for saying it, but I feel like on some levels I think it's comparable to Old Boy as a revenge thriller. Yeah, but in its own ways, you know, um, without yeah, minus having the to uh, enact- pedophilia pedophilia sex and violence uh eating octopus disgustingly well there um, is
0: sex and hammers. Violence in, in this movie for sure.
1: <laughs> there is sex and violence but not on that caliber um yes. and i think in that you know it, just like everything about incest. it is incest in <laughs> incest oh right right definitely spoiler but um, don't care
0: if you haven't seen oh boy by now, what care. the fuck is wrong with you
1: you got just like all the things you have to see it um I if anyone hasn't seen Old Boy, I will show it to you at gunpoint.
0: <laughs> at gunpoint, it, it's so good. That'll
1: probably that'll probably just make it even better. Um, it will.
0: It will make it better <laughs> she's threatening Honestly. to murder you if you don't finish the movie. <laughs> and the the great part is that was her <laughs> debut <laughs> film behind the lens. So I I cannot wait to see what she follows it up with.
1: Mm-hmm. And shit, you you know because it it was such a fucking like um success like you know it's just going to it's going to have like more production backing whatever I'm just the so hype for that <laughs> film at Sundance
0: was incredible mhm it should be and it was mm. I, I
1: think it's, mm.
0: oh it's funny because like i saw it in a packed theater and that's the best way to see that movie
1: mhm oh my god it, you could probably hear everyone reacting to it very audibly Because that's how people watch movies at Sundance.
0: Yes, very audibly. That's true.
1: A lot of a lot of heavy breathing.
0: (laughs) We sure they're not fucking back there. Are we sure?
2: Oh my god!
1: The stories. I miss. I miss going to Sundance. (laughs) I feel maybe next year. It's a chaotic good time. Mostly they didn't invite us
0: because we didn't want to go there.
1: Exactly. Oh, right, right. Go like next year. person.
0: Yeah, we'll go there next year. next year.
1: next year for sure. Next year for sure. I it'll think... be the
0: meet, The it'll be the reunion of a lifetime when me and Share oh back my in God. the same room together.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be fucking epic, dude. Epic. It's gonna be fucking unmatched.
0: Fucking sick, bro. But that might actually happen okay. sooner than later if we go to Fantastic Fest. Am I right?
1: Uh no. Yeah, I have a wedding. Is it your own? No.
0: Well then who the fuck cares?
1: <laughs> oh my god. My my longtime bestie from high school. Shout out to Ali, <laughs>
0: I'm going your to Indiana. <laughs> no, Wait, yeah.
1: what what part what
0: part of September is this?
1: My birthday.
0: It might be the week so, after. That.
1: Okay, so I'll I'll have to get the dates confirmed. My funds, my funds will be drained (laughs) by then. Well, if you're in
0: Indiana, guess what state is directly uh, east of Indiana?
1: I have no. Oh, Ohio.
0: Hey. Hey. So if you're in Indianapolis, you're only two hours from me.
1: Oh shit! Maybe I might be able to swing by. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, you know, like I. A driver now. You're I'm now out. a legal driver. I saw that on Instagram. Guys, if you don't follow her on Instagram, we'll get to that later, but she is now a legal driver <laughs> in the state of Nevada. The fatality rate just went up in that state. Yeah, <laughs> sure. She out here hollering.
2: <laughs>
0: out here uh, home Oh, uh, I wanted to ask you director? before before we get to the uh I don't have any more. Do you have any more? I
1: do. Just like honestly random ass names that i found on my imdb but kyle edward ball um oh. who is the director of Marink*,
2: which is yeah, a very yeah, yeah. viral
1: movie right now um i feel like i feel like it's a lot of hype around uh, a very like well done um conceptually like very well delivered movie that was delivered in a very like. I don't know. I don't know how to how to put it. Just Damn in a creative Canadians. way that that doesn't. Yeah, Canadians love 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 a lot of them.
2: Um,
0: chill people,
1: very chill. <laughs> really,
0: fuck Canadians. No, just no. kidding. Canadians are cool. I've
1: I been in uh, a lot of situations where afterwards I was just like, huh, those Canadians. They were really nice. Legit. <laughs> <Jay. laughs> like the, a lot of them live up to the stereotype so i'm gonna say that um but yeah no it's a, a very well done movie but i'm uh, throwing his name in there to say that uh, i would like to see what he he does with a lot more production and a lot of a re- lot more resources if he an does an actual decide budget to, um, an actual budget because literally you you barely saw any faces in the movie uh it's a very like kind of stripped down production it is a stripped down p- production it's pretty much the strippiest downest production that you could get to and it looks like it was filmed on a, a shitty camcorder from the 90s which is awesome and i love it but i want to see what else he can do because skin of a rink had some legitimately like really terrifying things to it so let's let's i, I want to see him push the envelope more like i want to see him stretch his wings so, we well,
0: could watch the short film that, that he did before it. It's about a little kid who wakes up in the middle of the night to the sound of his mom's TV blaring.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, that was. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where Skinamarink came from.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I would
1: love to watch it. Is it on Amazon? Where is
0: it? Uh, heck, let's see. Uh, no, you're just gonna have to fucking find it. <laughs> oh, there is a TV. I, there's I a TV channel it. if you have cable that plays short films. At you. <laughs> That's that
1: that grinds my gears. I'm always trying to find short films that are on IMDb, and I can never fucking find them because directors are them. always
2: they're always
1: like removing them from like wiping them out from existence. You can't even find them on like the short film database or what what do you call it? Short of the week or whatever. I hate that. Stop deleting your work. I want to see it. I she love. She wants to criticize know, it harshly. I, Exactly. <laughs> Let me yeah, judge there's you.
0: There is a TV channel called Shorts Shorts TV. And they play or different TV. shorts. Okay. Yeah.
2: They have I a guess, YouTube do they have channel. An app?
0: Yeah? Do They have an app.
2: Ooh.
0: Oh shit, they have, an, shit, app. They have
2: an app, dog.
1: Ooh. Oh man, I duh. I don't know if you ever probably have, but ever like have those years or days like back in the day when i would just binge shorts from like shorts of the week and just watch a fuck ton of shorts just you have like, prime video right you know, i don't but i have okay. my ways
2: so
0: you can add shorts tv as a prime video channel or you can go to itunes or vimeo on demand and check out all the shorts that are on there
1: okay interesting
0: that goes out to you guys too in fact, uh, with South by Southwest about a week away, I have a bunch of shorts I may be able to send you some.
1: Yes, please do. You know what I mean? And
0: some non-documentary I will, features as well,
1: I will including
0: some you. anime features if you're interested.
1: Oh, always
2: interested.
0: The New York Children's International Children's Film Festival is next week, and they're doing uh, premieres for like four separate anime films. Oh okay, okay. So I have them. And I'm chill. going to watch a couple of them myself because again, I have more time now to do that. Nice. Uh, um, so I'd we're like going to we're, we're a... going to be doing a lot of work lately. So
1: yes, which <laughs> I've been trying to do my work, but my Wi-Fi is slow as shit, and I can barely even get the cover photos.
0: <laughs> fuck you, Verizon. <laughs>
1: fuck Fuck you, Verizon. Fuck you, a Jeep, a Jeep Padge or whatever your fucking face is. With your fucking Reese's mugs. Weirdo.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Ugh. Fuck yeah. him. I'm going to kick him in the nuts. I yeah. still haven't forgiven him for the whole net neutrality thing. Oh, yeah. I Fuck feel the guy. weight of that tragedy on my shoulders every day. Um, <laughs> Fuck that guy. I also want to throw in um, the uh, even they, they've been around for a long time. But oh uh, shit. I'm just gonna butcher their name, but if you can look up the director for the medium,
0: oh, which was yeah, uh, that's a, I uh, think that's a Thai film, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. But they've so actually is been around, be so uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> his name is uh, yes Bangjong uh... Pasit Uh I.
1: I don't just want to see more work from him. I demand it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the medium rocked my world. I ended up uh, forcing one of my other friends, Tony from, uh, Tony from Illinois, shout out, love you, bro. Um, I forced him at gunpoint <laughs> to watch this movie. And he was like, you know what? This is like really good. And he ended up showing other people the movie. And then and they he ended has up...
0: plenty of other work, though, dude.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Though he he's been around for a long time, which I was surprised, but also, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I was happy to see that he's been around for a long time. Directed Shudder, Alone, Alone.
0: maybe you know, like, she's a death. Like... He did one of the segments.
1: Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've seen work from this dude, um, and it's like. You know it was like good work and all that, but the oh, his absolutely- film, his
0: film, one day looks right up my alley, too. Which one, one day,
1: one day? Oh, is that the romance?
0: Yeah, of course it is.
1: Yeah, no, I really want to see that, too. I watched the trailer for it and I'm like, oh, it looks actually like it looks actually up my alley as a romance movie,
2: it looks and right not, up my
1: you know, alley. not too, not too, um. I don't know how else to describe how I feel about it. But I don't like romance movies that are too, like, soggy. Oh, sappy. Yeah.
2: Saccharine.
0: I'm also
1: soggy, you know. Saccharine is fine, just just not to the point where it's soggy.
0: Give me <laughs> so. all the soggy. All the soggy. <laughs> I
1: don't, I don't want to be that soggy. I don't want Thank some you. of the
0: soggy. I don't want all of the soggy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. So he's been around for a long time, but I, I want more. I want more and seeing what he did with this amazing fucking production on the medium.
0: It looks beautiful. Um,
1: Yeah. Just, and there, there's a moment collectively between uh, all of us. I think um, there were a lot of moments for me in the movie where I was just disgusted and horrified and saddened and, just like not okay and you know checking the corners of my room to see if there's you know someone standing <laughs> in it or, or whatever you know that kind of thing that I love feeling like like that but there's one moment pivotal moment in the movie where one of the characters just fucking loses her shit and it's a movie that was so impactful collectively like me, Tony, and this other person who I have never met—we all like were impacted by the same moment. And I, for me, it's just like one of the most powerful horror movies that I've seen in recent memory. And I'm not gonna—I'm never gonna stop like fangirling over it. I so I'm gonna, it. yeah, Yes. Yeah. Okay, it. I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> now, oh before wait, Sathy Brothers—that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Oh, Sathy Brothers, of course. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> Sathy Brothers. I uh, gotta agree with you on that one. Uh, you, also, be on look the
1: lookout for in- I'll, I'll show you some staffies. Yes, that's fair.
0: Uh, also, be on the lookout for our interview with actor Jerry O'Connell. That's right from Kangaroo Jack. Oh my god! One of Kangaroo the greatest Jack. cinematic experiences of all time, <laughs> alongside Scream Two. But we're interviewing him tomorrow, Jerry O'Connell, and uh, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Make sure you're on the lookout for that. Shay, if they want to uh, harass you on the internet, how where would they do that?
1: So, uh, everyone can... Some uh, oh. technical difficulties. Everyone can find me on Instagram at limina underscore 1999. That's like liminal, but without the L at the end. So, again, limina underscore 1999. I... Uh, I tried to do art and comic books in my free time at this point. Uh, I used to freelance quite a bit as an artist, but now I'm trying to focus on myself. Uh, I also do photo shoots and uh, Vegas art things. Um, <clears throat> and I'm also directing my first movie uh, that will be in production in October and probably will be released by the end of the year. So look forward to that. And I published well, a book last year. So we already
0: know what that. our number one film of 2023 is about to be.
1: Landon's going to star in it, too. He's the main character.
0: Speaking of Landon, when are Mm -hmm. we going to get our copy of the new film that he was in by one of the greatest cinematic minds of the 21st (laughs) century? (laughs) Neil Um, Breen. The Breen.
1: You got to eat your Breen. breen Peaky
0: and the Breen.
1: (laughs) A real human Breen. Um, and I don't a think that's real even out hero.
2: Yet. Real human bring. And the real <laughs> hero. Well
1: that's song. What's a, what's a Neil Bring quote that comes to your, your mind?
0: Oh, oh, oh what's the one from F- Fateful Findings? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god, there's so many I
1: can I can reenact a scene from Fateful Findings.
0: Of course you can. <laughs> Of course you can. When are we seeing his new movie? That landed is it's in. Even,
1: uh, oh wait, actually, I could go ask him.
0: It just came out. Oh my I god! Came- Hi. When does your
1: When does Neil Breen's movie come out?
3: It's out. It's in the film circuit right now.
0: That's what, that's what I thought. It came out just now. Oh
3: yeah he just he just sent me an email today saying that it it was i forgot what it was like hot school or hot something film festival
0: <laughs> okay hot shots. we're, we're okay. gonna need a copy of this it's called k He's the tortured a- crossing
3: yeah they they won uh first place
0: of course yeah they should
3: you begin, like, of begin, like hella praise for it
0: <laughs> i mean this yeah. is the sequel to the twisted pair it has to be the greatest yeah. piece of cinematic film ever made. <laughs>
3: Cade and Kyle. <laughs> Cade. Cade or, or Cade. Kale. Kale. Kale, yeah. His Kyle and Kale. Kyle. His and double twin Kale. brother. Kale. Kale.
0: You are listed in this film, Landon. Your IMDb is listed in this film.
3: Hell yeah, man.
0: <laughs> <So> good luck <laughs> yes. in IMDb. I like that headshot, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I'm excited to see this film, but I'm also terrified at the same time. But... My buddy's no. going
0: to see it next week in LA because I, I got him into Neil Breen. I told him, I said, just watch Faithful Finals. Yeah. Just trust oh, me on yeah. this. You're going to fucking hate it. You should, be you should see if you could get him in an interview. Breen? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: He
3: loves doing interviews.
0: Yeah. In yeah. Breen. Get it. Oh, get Get me it. Breen. Get me Breen.
2: <laughs> 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 I need it. You, what?
0: you I know, need
3: what, to... I know what? I know a car he drives. I'm sure we can spot <laughs> one of those around town.
0: Oh my gosh. A
3: green Land Rover.
0: What? Just uh-huh. get me Neil Breen.
3: Yeah. He needs we'll, you kid- to we'll kidnap him.
1: Breen the Breen. Dude,
3: <laughs> it was a wild shooting experience. The whole thing was shot in a, a giant warehouse that was entirely green screened. And oh, we right. had like there was scaffolding he set up, so there's like different tiers, different levels, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then of course you know the whole set is like CG, yeah. But it was unreal. It was the weirdest shoot I've ever been on in my <laughs> life. Dude. It was like crazy. <laughs> we'll
0: have to, it does we'll not have, have you like- listed as six foot two, by the way, and it needs to.
3: Got to edit that page. Huh? We got to edit your
0: IMDb page to put your height in there. Oh, six six two.
3: Yeah, I had an extra inch. So six two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in reality, I'm 6'1". I don't know.
0: We're putting 6'2". So you.
3: Oh, <laughs> need taller hair. <laughs>
0: Yo, Sexy piece of 6'2". The... <laughs> hey,
3: thanks for the birthday wishes, bro.
0: Of course. Happy birthday. Your birthday was literally like a week ago. Guys, Cade yeah. the Tortured Crossing comes out soon. He's in this movie. <laughs> don't see yes. it. It's fucking awful. But also oh, definitely he... go see it.
3: No, you have There's to ninjas see it. And aliens and <laughs> I don't know crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, you.
1: He signed an NDA. You signed an NDA, right? Yeah. I can't so reveal too I much. he couldn't he couldn't tell me anything that was happening in the film, but I didn't want to know anyway.
3: I right, So this is oh, the first, had to be a surprise. This is the first time I've been on a film set where the director, you know, brings you on as an actor, and then I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, I need to start learning my lines. Where's the script? Oh no, you don't see the script. I'm just going to give you the Lions day of. Okay, here we go. Here oh we go. God. <laughs>
0: God, I love it.
1: God, I love it. Insane or genius? <laughs> I little don't
0: both, know. A little bit of neither.
1: Breen, <laughs> that's all.
0: Welcome to the brain screen. You're, you're <laughs> green screen.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> He's a beautiful, talented, mad genius. <laughs> He's a mad genius. He's beautiful,
0: definitely a crazy powerful. person. Definitely Dude, a fucking you know, crazy person.
3: When you talk to him, he has like a, a thousand things going on in his head at the at the same time. Like he has shot list and like storyboard and like mm. you know well, scenes he, he handles
1: like everything all by himself.
0: All
3: hands on. For the most part, yeah. Well, well you'll crazy.
0: be happy to know you have a nine point four <clears throat> on IMDb right now for the movie you're in, Landa. Oh shit. Yes. How many
1: how many ratings so far?
0: Uh let me see. That is with one user rating. One user rating. <laughs> <laughs> and a quote. Cade, the Orchard Crossing is yet another masterpiece by the talented director Neil Breen. The movie tells the story of yada yada yada. Don't care about the story, it's Neil Breen.
2: Wait,
1: wait, wait. No. I'm movie. so excited. <laughs> I wanna watch it. Dude. Well, we should have a watch party or some shit. Oh, all right. We,
0: we, we're going to have a watch party. On, I think we're going to do it on the Discord because we can do that now on the Discord. The
1: yeah, I'm so fucking down. That would be amazing. My
0: buddy will show up to that.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we will we, we'll, like bring it over. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: We'll Fuck watch yeah. that shit on Discord. That shit will be so fucking dope.
1: Oh, my God. That'll be so iconic. We got to do that like immediately.
0: I had. What to if get... that was
1: like? what what if that
0: was next, like, next month's, like, thing? We, we still can shoot a podcast and talk about bad movies, but then yeah. PAs, the resistances. Uh, guys, pay attention to our Twitter and Instagram, because we're going to invite you to see Neil Brain's new movie via our Discord channel. Oh, my God. Uh, so, that's going to take place after we shoot next month's podcast, and I think next month's podcast is going to be about <clears throat> fucking terrible movies.
1: <laughs> good bad movies or bad bad movies both okay
0: that let's is down. a matter of taste quite frankly <laughs> so down let's
1: do Guys, it that,
0: that's that's going to conclude episode 21 of the snobcast once again I'm joined by that absolute fucking hooligan uh, Shay Simone <laughs> uh, if people want to harass you online where can they do it
1: Uh, Instagram at Lemina underscore nineteen ninety nine. Feel free to like bother me there. That's fine. It's totally fine.
0: It's totally fine.
1: That's totally okay.
0: She has a Facebook, but you'll never, you'll never get access to it ever.
1: I'll kill you. Don't. But I have access to it.
0: Says to it because I'm fucking cooler than you guys.
1: Exactly. Because you're an OG.
0: (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh fucking G, baby. Uh. (laughs) Um. Make sure you check out our website, filmsnobreviews.com. We're going to have our South by Southwest coverage. And we already got like five or six different screeners coming for for that festival. So it's going to be fucking dope. Yes. Uh, make sure you check out every other social media at reviews. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand followers. We're um, one third of the way there. We have 356. Yee. Make sure you check out what we're doing on there because we're doing some cool shit. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to see me talk shit about video games and pro wrestling and all that other stuff that I like uh, it's at Will Equisala that's W-I-L-L-E-G-U-I-Z-A-B-A-L oh and I also talk a lot about the Jaguars uh, of Jacksonville because that's my team go Trevor Lawrence Uh, I talk a lot about sports on there Uh, make sure you do that for the film snob reviews this has been William we'll see you next time motherfucker. bye